In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. I am coming off quite an experience. I'm not quite back to equilibrium. And that was because I spent four days in Montrose, Colorado, which is on the far western side of Colorado. And I was in community with other RV entrepreneurs. I attended and presented actually at the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable. And I've been to so many different conferences and meetups and retreats in my lifetime, in particular, really the last five or six years. And this experience was unlike any others. And I wanted to really focus on that and what was unique about that experience and how might we use these lessons to help you find your adventure community. And in particular, the action I would like you to take from this episode is actually to explore other people that I mentioned in this episode. I'm going to have a number of links at the end of this episode in the show notes. You'll see a couple of different handles that you can connect with. Go explore. If someone that I talk about in this episode intrigues you or you think their story might be fascinating, go check them out, follow them, like them, share their content. That's what this is all about. It was really about how can I connect with others and really how do you find your people? This has been a challenge for me for a while. I know when I was in the early stages of infant toddler, we really struggled because it seemed like there's this stage when you go to bars to hang out with your friends and then you don't because you have this infant in a carrier. And that became interesting as well. In addition, I think winter weather in Wisconsin's a little trickier, you know, doing things outside got tricky. So we kind of began crafting a lifestyle where adventures and outdoor play was kind of a major component of that. And it was through that that we learned, you know, who other people were, what their interests were. And we've really gravitated to those individuals that are willing to try something new. And I think that is a mindset, but it's also, and it's not always just an entrepreneur, but is someone willing to do something that's not comfortable? You know, I joke, I have a group of friends that does an adventure girls weekend. And I love it because it's not the traditional girls weekend, right? It's not spas and wine and I don't know. It's not that. (laughs) It is hiking, snowshoeing, kayaking. It is like hardcore playtime for the girls, for the ladies, for the women, for the moms, whoever. And then we eat some really good food. Usually we make it ourselves. We have like a themed dinner. That's the type of people, right, that I want to be around. And so I've really had to think about gosh, what would I want? What would I want to experience? And I think that type of thing, when you see something that inspires you, raise your hand and go after it. When I was listening to the RVE podcast, I actually was introduced to the group probably a couple years ago as I was considering RV life and getting more interested in just RVs in general. And I was genuinely curious. And I finally decided to just ask if I could be a guest on their podcast. And not only was I a guest, which I'll link to the episode, it was pretty good. I 
also, you know, once we turn off our mics and we're just having a conversation, I realized I was able to contribute to this conversation. Not only could I offer something or make some connections, but I also was finding genuine value from the conversation. It wasn't small talk. And I think that is a key. When you start to realize you can have authentic conversations, and I don't mean be vulnerable, like show your trauma or anything like that, but you can start to see people beyond the traditional screen, then you start to see who they are and how might you be able to support them. And that's really been really helpful for me to remember that these are still people, right? It's not about the numbers. It's not about the downloads on the podcast. Communities are made by people and connecting with people requires relationships. So just to like put context to this, there was less than 100 people at this event. And again, I will say it was by far the most, gosh, I almost want to say like game changing. It's not like earth shattering. It wasn't like something happened. It was like the connection and the vibe of the group was just perfect, unlike anything I'd ever had. And I think having a humble leader to plan and organize and think through what an authentic experience would look like was really helpful. And I also think that the space was designed and created so you could ask for help, so you could ask questions. Each day we had a couple of presenters, but for the most part, it was roundtable discussions. It was a lot of interactive time on purpose. There was a lot of casual evenings around a campfire. One night we had a traveling band. Shout out to my friends Jacqueline and Dave Hudson of the Border Hookups. I'm going to put their link there. Just It was so fun to have live music and have these campfires and the kids are playing in the background. We're having a couple of drinks, just casual conversation. That's how you get to know people. It's not in a stuffy conference room. P.S. That entire concert was powered by solar. I was just fascinated. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It was just kind of cool to see that. I also was just fascinated by how different we can be in the same space, right? We have people from all different walks of life, all different ages. I think there was a five-year-old all the way up to a 70-year. I don't know how old the old, I'm not going to guess. But definitely people who were in traditional retirement mode. And several who had been in different career paths that were making changes, and some who had just kind of fallen into the life and couldn't leave, right? So it's so interesting to see all walks of the country, all ages, and the things people are doing is fascinating. So I want to highlight Nikki of Your Selling Guide. She learned how to do retail arbitrage and selling on Amazon. And now she's like this guru. It was so fascinating. I just love picking people's brains, especially in an area that I know nothing about, right? So that was fascinating. But also hearing and learning more about the backgrounds behind people. So a legacy in the RV space, especially in the RV podcast space, is RV Miles. They've been around for a long time. So they are much more experienced. They're veterans in the space, right? Having them there to share their experience and give us tips and insights into different ways the industry has changed. And I will say, even if you're not into RVing, their podcast, America's National Parks podcast, is absolutely awesome. You just get to see a different side. Well, I guess you don't get to see them. You get to hear about different parts of the parks. And often places, you know, they say 95% of each of the parks is untapped. You don't see it. You don't experience it. Most people don't even know really what exists in the other 95%. So they try to give you little glimpses into the entire national park experience. Anyway, I think it's fascinating to see what is happening in various forms of content, both digital and analog, having the roundtables to ask questions and get clarity. It just, it's always so impressive 
to see what's possible. There were so many people that came away with a completely different outcome than what they expected. We were workshopping through one person's idea. She's exploring writing and she thought like, okay, my next step is a website. And everybody's like, no, you need writing samples and you need contacts. That's where it needs to go. So it's just really fascinating. I think sometimes we're our own worst enemies and having this space to talk and work with other people who have been there, who might be a few rungs ahead on the ladder or on a different ladder that might be able to, I talk about ladders a lot in the land of a thousand ladders in the book. But in that chapter, I talk specifically like there's no one path, right? And so if I can collect the gurus, I can collect those who are on different rungs, on different ladders. All of those people in my community makes for a much richer experience. A quote by Steve Jobs that, you know, oftentimes in their industry, you would have people with very linear solutions to complex problems. And really, I always used to say, I have a very interesting background, and I've learned that there's some people that have a very linear background. And and my job now is to give them a couple more dots. How can I add another, another couple dots on their spectrum to give them a couple new different experiences to help them see the problem differently? I also thought it was fascinating to envision what not only is possible in business, but to see what might be possible in the RV industry. Not really even industry. I should say in the RV environment. My new friends, Scott and Taylor, are the owners of the Campers Hub, and they have this amazing vision. So first of all, they lived full-time on the road for several years before they got married, and their dream was to buy a campground, and they did it. But they are creating an RV park for the next generation because they were so frustrated with Wi-Fi, and the ability to be an effective entrepreneur on the road can be challenging if there's not a space to do things like podcast recording. And, you know, there's a lot of noise in the background. It's hard to sometimes filter out all those things. So having amazing Wi-Fi, they already have a co-working space. They're working on a couple of different places to gather, to meet, to record. So I am really excited. And I actually have their link in the show notes as well. So I'm excited to see what's possible. But if you're interested, it's an amazing space. And I can't wait to see the unveiling and the progress they make on this journey. Because really, it's a building on a blank slate, open field for now. And that is going to be so fun to see that come to life as well. I did have to laugh because there were so, there was probably 10 families. I might be exaggerating a little bit. I'm not sure how many kids, but there were quite a few families, meaning they were smaller children of all ages, actually. And it was so fun to see how the kids reacted to all of this. While parents were off learning, chatting, exploring, you know, most of the kids did not come with a friend. They came with a sibling. But by the end of it, they were a huge group of friends. They did not necessarily, some of them didn't want to leave. One mom was telling her kids in preparation for this that it might be kind of boring, but, you know, they really wanted to go as adults, as parents, and hear and learn and had this roundtable experience. And the kids were kind of prepared for that, right? So they had projects and they had books and all these things that they were going to do while their parents were learning. And what ended up happening is the kids got along so well and they self-regulated and they designed new worlds and their creative juices just came to play. They, in some ways, were the star of the show every night. I was so astonished to see. It was just mesmerizing, really, to see what they could create together, to see their independence emerge each day. So I have to laugh because now going back to those amazing renderings, Taylor had told me how they were really struggling because they didn't want a playground on the campground. And I kind of understood, but I was like, oh, but isn't that a draw for kids? Well, over the course of these four days, the piles of dirt and the number of pictures of kids 
playing in a cloud of dust while the sun is setting in the background and there's this amazing silhouette. It was probably the most photographed experience of the weekend. It was just heartwarming. But I also was really appreciative. Like there were no fights. Maybe there were. I didn't see it. It was, and you know, I'm a mom, so it doesn't bother me. It was really astonishing to me that the kid genuinely got along really well. And so it was really fascinating. I do think dirt piles are way cooler than playgrounds. And if I have to say anything about it, I think Scott and Taylor need to put the dirt piles into the renderings. It just needs to be part of the campground going forward. But after four days of high energy interacting with other people, I think I've really learned that I do get my energy from others. However, I can't do four days with crappy coffee. (laughs) I kind of had to laugh. There was another mom, a shout out to that road trip mom. She and I caravaned back to Denver from Montrose. So it's about a four hour drive through the mountains. And I finally said, I have got to get some bougie coffee. And I'm not normally a high maintenance girl. Like I'm pretty simple, but I'm still not back. I'm not quite back to equilibrium. So if you want to buy a cup of coffee and say thanks for the show, I am not going to turn you down. I think part of this experience too was to not only go there and tell people what you do, but in forming community, you also have to ask others for help, to allow other people to help. People genuinely want to help. And I had a hard time with this for a long time. I love to like just put my head down, do the work. I'm a DIY kind of girl. I love to figure things out. But there are times when it's actually much more beneficial if you allow people in. Was not just allowing people into your business, but allowing people into your home. There were the option to tour several RVs. So people's rigs, you could see how they decorated one For example, my friend David had an Airstream, and the Airstream's relatively new to him. And what's interesting is I had always associated camping with dirty. (laughs) And I don't mean it's like dirty, dirty. I mean like outdoor play, muddy, it's usually raining or there's sand. So for me, the association was between dirt and sand and this RV, right? And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of where my mind goes. I walked into his Airstream And it was like a work of art. I kind of joked. I was like, dude, did you wipe the ceiling sound before we came? Like there is no dust or anything in this space. He had artwork that reflected his personality and the places he had been and the local artists that he had worked with. It was so fascinating to see and challenge what I had thought about RVing. It has come so far since I first explored this idea really three or four years ago. So it's been fascinating. I know I'm talking a lot about RVs, but these principles aren't necessarily specific to RVs. When you think about your closest friends, if someone today could help you do something, right? How would you let them in? What would you allow them to help you with? And I know that's kind of a deep question and it seems kind of interesting, but I've been working on this for a while, right? I've been trying to ask for what I need. One of my friends is a notorious at this. She will make a personal ask and it's flattering. I am flattered to be asked for help. I would love to help, but we're not good at it. We don't really know what we need. So we'll sometimes just say, thank you for the support or if there's any, or on the outside, if there's anything you need, let me know. Well, that's always tricky too, because I'm like, I don't know what I need. So having that clarity and allowing, thinking it from that perspective, right? How can others help you? How can others really encourage you, support you and help you move on your path? 
So finally, showing up. And I don't just mean showing up in person. Yes, that happened. But it's equally to show up and listen and be there, be in proximity to others. We were in each other's rigs. We were having a campfire shoulder to shoulder. We were listening to live music. The types of conversations that happened and the depth and level of how this went was just, like I said, unlike so many other things. Connections are not made by who you know, but how you make them feel in your presence. And I think this is the piece that when I attend events, when I attend things, I never left feeling the sense of fulfillment or joy or gratitude. You know, usually it's like, oh, that was fun. That was nice. It was so good to see so-and-so. I never really felt the same way at this experience. It was it was fun. I laughed a lot. I had a great time. And I left with like this smorgasbord of ideas and a whole bunch of people that I can bounce them off of. And I think that in the end is like, that's what's going to help me thrive. It's not about what am I going to accomplish? It's how are we helping other people reach their summit? And so let's take this all back to the adventure space. Whether you have this adventure goal or a lifestyle, or you just want to do something tomorrow, you have an unlimited capacity for joy. There's no like secret amount of joy that can go around, right? There is an abundant supply. The only thing limiting you on how much joy you can experience is the amount you let in. And I think as we think about community, it's less about finding your people and also about how am I going to show up? What am I going to say yes to? How am I going to be in this space? How am I going to walk through the space? Maybe I'm getting a little too high level here, but think about just in your everyday life. There are people all around us. There's not a lack of people. There's a lack of connection. And if we are willing to be, oh, flippant (laughs) sometimes and off the cuff and not so scripted or worried about saying the wrong thing, if we can genuinely have conversations and laugh and get to know people and ask, hey, I like what you're working on. How can I help? It changes the dynamics of the relationship. It also changes the trajectory in which you'll go. Community is just one of those things. Connections and community are really one of the core tenets to the Ordinary Sherpa community. There's plenty of ways to do this, but I would love to hear from you. What is one thing you are going to do? How are you going to ask for help? How are you going to reach out to someone? Maybe it's a new contact. Maybe it's an old friend. But I want you to reach out and say, hey, how can I help this week? What are you up to? As I mentioned earlier in this episode, I have several in the show notes. These are RV families. These are individuals that I met. I have their name and also their handles or what you might find on their channels. Go, if any of those look interesting, give them a click, give them a follow, give them a like, a share. Just so you know, in the algorithm, written reviews rank the highest. So engagement, feedback, sharing, that's also highly rated. Those are all things you can do to help any one of those in this episode or in your real life. The path to the summit is filled with a lot of great intentions, but what really assures that you're going to get there is who do you share it with? I hope you enjoy this episode. We have a lot more episodes coming. I have the fall schedule ready to go. I have guests lined up. Recordings are happening. So we are back with a whole new round of 
guest topics, experiences, things to share. Stay with me on this journey and I can't wait to hear how do you help connect through adventure. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us. Subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa Podcast on the platform you're listening to. It lets the providers know that you're getting value from the show and want to be around when we release additional content. If you feel compelled, leave us a review. Two, find your friends, family, and others you think would enjoy this show and share this episode. Three, and most importantly, join the community of families interested in creating authentic experiences through simple adventures by going to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash community. We want to hear from you and create content that would benefit your family. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we help families connect through adventure.